0: Hi everyone. Welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are Wildly Becoming, who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello everyone. Thanks again for listening to the Wildly Becoming podcast. I am here today with my amazing co-host, Joe Glosser. And we are really honored to welcome our next guest. They are so special to our hearts, and Jill has known them for a very long time, and I've been blessed to know them the last couple years. Jeff and Angel Gibbs, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So, Jill, tell us a little bit about how you met the Gibbs. Well, actually, when I first moved to the area, jeff was one of my first clients i think that was in 19 how dare i say this what kind of client what kind of client like a hair client okay sorry yes uh i'm a hairstylist he was one of my first haircuts that i did when i moved here and that was in 1993 or four i know right you guys have known (laughs) each other that long that's amazing Yeah. yeah but we're only 23 Yeah, that's right. Right, (laughs) hairstylist math, and then he brought his beautiful wife in, and you know I got to meet her, and then it just grew from there, and and I've got to watch this couple grow together, grow their family, grow in faith. So it's just been an angels, they're just a a blessing. Yes, thank you. 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 And then Jill. Yes. Jill oh. invited Angel
0: and her sister Dorothy to some of our ministry events and parties. And so I was blessed to meet them as well. And then I've we've had we love our tacos, right? <laughs> we like yeah. going out oh, yeah. today, getting getting Mexicans. So so yeah, it's been really cool how God just brings us together full circle. And so as Jill and I were preparing the podcast, we know that you both have quite a journey that you've been through the last few years and your story. And so we're honored that you chose to share that with us and our listeners today. So tell us a little bit about what, what has been going on the last few years.
2: You want me to start?
0: You can start. Yeah.
2: Well, the journey has really been involved because we unfortunately lost our, our youngest child, our son, Austin, back in, april of 2020 in a tragic car accident it was when covid was very active and our son was uh kind of hunkered down for lack of a better way to put it with some friends in an apartment and they were all having to get together and during that visitor event one of the girls in that my son knew had asked to go for a ride and one of the other people that this girl's boyfriend i won't mention any names but her boyfriend was kind of a new introduction to everybody that was that group. And she was supposed to be driving his car. And basically what happened was um, they took off for a drive and, and somehow during that drive, they switched positions because it was his car, so he became the driver. Unbeknownst by anybody, including my son and anyone that was in that group, this guy apparently had an issue with LSD taking lsd he had done it so so long that he had in his opinion had gotten to where he could function under that substance because the first thing anybody would say is how in the world could anybody drive a vehicle under the influence of lsd it's a hallucinogenic drug etc so what happened is at some point in time he had accelerated that car to in excess of a hundred miles an hour we found that out during the criminal investigation, crash investigation. From the detectives using the black box in that vehicle, they found you know all kinds of different specs and details about what was happening with that with that car. He was in excess of hundred miles an hour. This was what time? It was 11, in the probably
3: 30 probably eleven,
2: eleven thirty at night. So it was dark. It was out in a rural country road. They approached a T intersection with a stop sign, and He blew through that stop sign, through that guardrail, literally took that guardrail out of its foundation and went airborne. And very close to that was a tree line. And our son was in the back seat with his girlfriend. And when the car uh, went airborne, excuse me, um, he he took the majority of the impact from that crash and it killed him instantly. Had my son known that this individual was on that drug or anybody had known, they would have never even gotten in that vehicle. So, as a result, I think it was around four or four thirty that morning. Angel had already gone to work. she she leaves early and at that time was working like well, you were at work by at four
3: thirty
2: by four four or four thirty. Yes. So she usually was gone by the time I got up, but I w- woke up to the pounding of, of the front door and when i opened the door there was a state trooper and a uh, local police officer and they asked me they said um do you know austin gibbs and i said yeah that's my son i'm his dad and they said well he was in a car accident this evening around 11:30." okay You know, I didn't, and it was like, it was like a bad dream. It's like a movie where these military people come to someone's house. It's like, I kind of had an idea at that time. And they, the first thing out of their mouth was he didn't survive. He's gone. And I went into shock, obviously. And I just broke down. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. It just didn't seem real. But then obviously the next thing I had to do was to let angel know what happened and get myself together and she, like i said she was already at work and because her work was so far away from our home we often didn't get together like we used to for lunch once in a while they offered to take me down there and i'm like no i've got to go down there by myself obviously this is something you can't text or call i had to be there so i had to get myself together and drive down to her work she kind of wondered, you want know, to tell him, I mean, you were kind of freaking out because what you were wondering, why am I even here?
1: He had
3: texted me and said, you know, can you let your boss know that there's been a family emergency, you need to leave. And what I was thinking was at the time, my nephew was going through some things and i that was my first thought was him. And when I text Jeff back and said, is it Dustin? And he said, no. And then I knew. Um, So I remember um, going to my locker and grabbing my things and I was shaking the whole time. And in my head, I remember saying, no, God, no, no. And when I went out to the front door to leave, I seen Jeff there and he was crying and he was shaking his head. And I knew then that my baby was gone. And I remember getting into the car and on the ride home, I was just sobbing and screaming out to God, why God, why would you let this happen? Why wasn't I there? Why my child? I was just so heartbroken and at the time I think, you know, I felt like I was just angry, but. And, you know, as time goes on, I realize I was just hurt. I thought God had just abandoned me and he wasn't there for me.
2: Yeah. I can't tell you how many times that she's prayed for protection over our children, as we all do often to put an edge of protection around us to, you know, keep our children safe. And I know how many times she's fasted, I fasted over our family and to your, yeah I mean we just felt like how in the world could this have happened to us
3: but I do remember as I got home family was there and after a while I was just like I need you guys to leave I need to go be alone with God the person I was the most angry with I needed to pray and and reach out to him so I remember laying in the bed for like two hours, just, God, I need an answer. I need word from you about this situation. And I remember is was like a two hours later, I I felt the spirit, like had, I knew, knew something was different. So I got up and I'm like, I went downstairs and I told Jeff, I'm like, you need to call Pastor Ray, our pastor, because he knows what to say. He's got the word that we need to hear and
2: in the meantime he had he had said that he was going to you know meditate on getting a word from the lord about this situation because he knew what we were going through and
3: And he knew austin he knew austin all in his whole life and Austin was 25 when this happened and so when jeff went to call ray ray's like i was just going to call you i have word So I knew that, you know, it was just confirming what I already knew that he had the word also. So he came over.
2: Well, and the other thing is, is that our pastor has a mentor of a church down in Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, that has has been a mentor for him for years. And, And at the same time, you know, a while before he came over to the house, he had asked him to do the same thing, to get a word from the Lord. You know, and so he called him on the way over to the house and he said, I'm getting ready to go over to their house. Did you receive anything? And he said, yes. And he said, tell them that the Lord told me that he, their son yelled out for me. I was the first one on the scene. I took his last breath and he's with me now. Wow. He said, oh, my goodness. He said are you serious? He goes, well, yeah. Why are you even asking me that? He goes, because I got the exact same thing.
0: That gives me chills.
2: Oh yeah. I'm get. Yeah. I get them every time I tell this
0: story. Yes. Wow. I mean, I just can't even imagine how any of that was for you two. And we are so deeply sorry for your loss. Cannot even imagine what did that do for both of you? when pastor came with that word
3: it's like when you're at the darkest moment of your life and then you hear that god has spoken that over your child it's strange that there was huge peace in that word
2: it's exactly what we needed to know
3: now that doesn't mean over time that we've you know we've struggled it's been it's been a process for sure and oh, yeah. um and there's still times that we break down today and sad and we miss him but knowing that with God's word and his promise that we will re reunite, you know, reunite with Austin one day. Yes, and-
0: amen.
2: And what a reunion that's yes. going to be.
0: Oh my goodness. No kidding. I mean I am just so thankful that your pastor sought God on your behalf. And like the Lord knew that you both would receive that from him. So that Mm -hmm. wasn't a coincidence that God, you know, the Lord knows you both so much. He knows every single detail, just like his faithfulness, like his word talks about how faithful he is. So of course he was with Austin. Yes. The whole time. Yes. And just the Lord knew that you both would be seeking your pastor for comfort. And, peace and I also heart.
3: I remember this also like I remember our pastor telling us that Austin was like going to church <laughs> on his own without us even knowing it. We didn't know it, really. And, um, yeah, he's yeah, just showing up on a Sunday, you know, service and he's going
2: to services that we weren't attending.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and um, when pastor was praying our on our behalf and seeking God, he said God showed him through like a visual of Austin sitting on that pew and God had spoke to Ray's heart and said, how could I not go looking for someone that was looking for me?
0: Oh my goodness. And
3: that was just beautiful. I thought that was the most beautiful words I've ever heard.
2: An angel always told our son that if you ever got into a situation where you knew it was dire, you knew that there was really You didn't know what you were going to do, but it was going to be a bad situation. All you had to do was yell out his name. And we honestly believe because of the word we got from both pastors that we think our son just yelled out, Jesus, Jesus. Just like that. And I think that's why those words say what they do.
0: I completely agree with you. And. I am so thankful for God's faithfulness to both of you and such a horrific, tragic time. And Angel, you said earlier, you know, at first you felt abandoned. Yes. And that's a normal response, like grief and loss. Like you both said, you know, we have that peace and comfort, but we still have our struggles. Because grief and loss is such a monster and it's the hills and the valleys and you're up and it's down. And so I can't imagine how much you both have really clung to those promises these last four years. Every day. day.
3: Yeah.
2: I I can honestly say that without our church family and our friends and Jill, I'll never forget the day you came over that morning or later on that day. You weren't even sure if you were supposed to ring the doorbell or knock on the door. And I saw you and, and we just, we held each other and we cried. Yeah, It's I don't know where we'd be today without our faith and our church and our family and our friends.
0: That is a cool story. How the Lord laid on Jill's heart to take cookies. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so do you have any like tips or advice to help people? Sometimes we get awkward around those who are grieving because we, we love them and we want to help them and support them, but we may not know how, or I noticed when I went through a lot of loss, like, People say all the wrong things, even though their intentions really mean well. Right. So what besides, like, I know you said your pastor gave you the word and the, the vision. What about, like, Jill bringing cookies? What are some things that you wish people knew that they could just do to help people grieving or support or encourage them?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I we both probably have things. To say. <laughs> <Go>
3: ahead, <laughs> yeah, Annie. I'd love to hear from both <laughs> of you. I was just thinking that, you know, during that time— there was countless times just like when jill brought those over the cookies over and there was a specific cookie that i absolutely loved, and she didn't know that but god, but god kept dealing with her to do that particular cookie and wow that and then what i would say to people is this like if you do feel something from the lord to say to that person or to do something for that person do it do it because like in our grieving i remember one day we were at walmart and this lady was like a two registers down from us. And I didn't know who she was, but she came up to me and she's like, are you Austin's son or mom and dad? And I'm like, yes. And she said, I used to work with him and I recognized you. And I wanted to tell you, there's a song that I would sing. And it was a, like a song. I've never heard the song, but it was a gospel song. And she said, your son would sing it with me. And so she began to sing it to me right there in Walmart. And I just remember just tears just flowing and people staring that at that time, I was just yeah, like, yeah. it just, it was another way of God showing me his love and his comfort. Yeah. Um, so there's been many things like that. And then I would just say, you know, just recently, some lady at church came up to me and just said, you know, God told me to tell you he's not forgotten you. And i'm like thank you you know thank you for sharing so i would say share those moments with people that god lays on your heart
2: well and there's things we didn't even know about our son i mean there was this picture he had down in his room on the dresser he didn't have a lot of pictures of people in his room but he had this picture of this lady and i'm like who in the world is that and he said well i work with her well come to find out we met her and he said Your son was the kindest young man I've ever met. He would do anything for me. There were times that I physically couldn't. I remember one night he put on his car hearts and everything, and he was headed out the door and it was dark and it was cold out. And I'm like, where are you going? And he's like, I got to go put her Christmas lights up. She has no one to put her Christmas lights up, dad. And I'm just going to go do it. I said, it's freezing out. He goes, I don't care. She needs Christmas lights. And it was little testimonial stories like that that just kept flowing in that really lightened our heart and just made us feel so good about you know, people making comments that you guys did a great job. He was such a wonderful kid, and he was always looking out for the underdog. Yes. Like he would always help somebody that that probably most people would want to try to avoid. He would walk right up to him and do what he could to help him and he's taught us all that he's taught us all that shame on us if we turn away from somebody because of their appearance or what they may be dressed like or anything else i think the lord connects people like that and we need to be embracing to that we need to for longest time i mean we'd run into situations where the guy was at a bus stop and fell out of his wheelchair and nobody, everybody just kept driving by. And I'm like, no, <laughs> right. we're going around the block and we're going to stop and park the car and walk up there and help him. Yeah. And so we helped him get in his wheelchair and back to the bus stop. And it was cold out that day. It's like, I think we all take for granted what we have sometimes and what we've been blessed with. And we need to give that back.
0: Absolutely.
2: When, when those things kind of things happen.
0: I know that this was not an easy yes for the two of you to be on the podcast today. And I just want you to both to know that Jill and I are very grateful and we believe that God redeems all things. And I know that you both believe that. And we Absolutely. just knew that there were going to be listeners that needed to hear your story because maybe they're not grieving well. Maybe they've lost hope. Maybe they don't have faith, whatever it is. And we just knew that God was going to use you both in the story to reach their hearts. So we can't thank you both enough in saying that if you could encourage listeners today, what is something that you would want to tell them to encourage them from your story
2: Yes. I mean, one thing that comes to my mind, we've joined a ministry for people that have lost loved ones and friends and everything at our church. And I think that we always felt like maybe if we could do anything positive out of this is to let God use us to help others, to your point. I would say don't, don't grieve, absolutely go through the grieving process first and foremost. Don't try to deny the emotions that you're going through. That's good. Live them. And yes. and there's no certain way that any everyone grieves differently and that's yes. okay. Don't let anyone tell you that oh you need to quit being so emotional or you need to you need to get moving on with your life. No. You need to go through whatever grieving process works for you. It's okay. It's okay whatever that means for you.
0: That's
3: so good. Do it. Yeah. And I think for me it's it's been three months or three years, sorry, and five months. And I think at the three-year mark was when I accepted it. It's taken me quite a while to process it. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: But I would say, just don't give up on God. No, no. Even when you're sitting there. I mean, there's nights I lie in my bed and I cry myself to sleep still. But I know that my God is there. I know he's with me. I know he's shown me numerous things. Numerous situations where he's been there in my life, and especially in this one because this is big. This is every parent's nightmare. Yeah, is to lose their child, and he's just been there. And I would encourage someone that's going through things like this that just don't give up on God. Have the faith, and yet, like Jeff said, go through the grieving. Go through every bit of it. Feel that pain.
2: Welcome, welcome comfort too. Yes,
3: absolutely. And just trust the Lord.
2: Another thing is. We watched the movie, if anybody's seen it, called The Shack.
0: Oh, yeah. It's really good. If
2: you ever get a chance and you're going through anything like this, I encourage you to watch that. Because in that movie, and I won't try to spoil it for somebody, but basically a man loses his child to an abductor or pedophile or something. I don't know. But he's so angry at God. And he gets to meet God somehow and he's like why did you allow this to happen to me and my child and god says i didn't there's free will in this world and things happen to people and bad things happen to people and unfortunately there's not as much control over some of that as you would think but i will tell you that when that event took place when it was over i took care of your child at that point moving forward."
3: And that's how we her feel spirit, thousand, her. right? Yes.
2: Yeah. Like it's a tragic oh, yeah. event, but we know God.
3: Was there.
2: At the end of the day, that's all we care about, our children, what they accomplished and everything else. But at the end of the day, it's that eternal life that we all know will happen. And that reunion that we talked about, that's what's really important. So hang on to your faith because that's the way you're going to see them again.
0: That is absolutely yeah. incredible loads and loads of wisdom godly wisdom and what you said thank you so much both of you for sharing You're today very welcome yes, thank, thank you for you. having
2: us and we hope it helps somebody yes.
0: yes absolutely thank you both so much for being here thank you love and appreciate you both and we will definitely keep both of you in our prayers thank, thank you. you thank you for joining me for today's episode If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment, and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.